games, wrestling, whatever else that you come up with on a whim, you are listening to The Slacker Cast. going on everybody here with another episode of the slacker cast i am greg and with me today as always is lawrence yo what's up also joining us again is court from the s'mores and cop podcast and now i think radio station is Corey. what's up and joining us briefly don't know for how long with some very curly hair is dustin <laughs> <laughs> what's up everybody look at Look at, on, what is that chia pet thing on the front of your head right there? What, what is like, that? Don't be jealous because you can't grow hair, okay? Like <laughs> I don't know what I am right now, but jealous is not the word. <laughs> He's kind of got a Dennis Rob look going right now, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had grown my hair out for like eight months, and I was going to cut it into a mullet, but then I had divorce court, so I cut it all off, and now I'm throwing it back out again. You didn't want to lose that case, huh, Dustin? No. My hair looked like shit, too, so I had to just cut it. Oh, Dustin, since you'll only be with us briefly, I'll go ahead and let you jump in and tell us what you've been having going on during the week. Uh, not much. Uh, finally started selling some cards and made like $300 plus this week just in the last tell- couple days. So tell me about this card thing, man, because everybody's on this right now. So, like, is it just any cards, or is it like specifically Pokemon and basketball cards? Well, it's it's well. I mean, you can do Pokemon. I don't do Pokemon. I do uh, basketball and football. And uh, but I sold two Lamelo Ball cards, uh, one for two hundred, one and one for eighty. And then I sold another card. Uh, it was a Theo Maladon rookie card, autograph rookie card. I sold that for ten bucks because he's like a second round pick or whatever. But just depends on the person. Like Lamella Ball's top rookie in the NBA, so his card is the hottest right now. And I happen to get a, a pink prism, which is like a rare card. That's the one I sold for two hundred. And then his other rookie card, I just sold for eighty bucks just about twenty minutes ago. So my question, my question is like, I, I'm assuming you're selling the locals and not like online. No, I, it's eBay. I have a shop on eBay. Raw Dog Cards oh, okay. eighty four. Raw Dog Cards 84. Check it out if you're into the card thing right now because that is a huge, huge hit. Like, it's so bad that my store actually is limiting people now. Like, you can't buy, like, you know, four and five boxes. I think they'll only limit you to one box, maybe even only a couple packs. Well, I think, really, I think Target, Target quit selling them, didn't they? Yeah. Like, all together? selling them all together, yeah. Yeah. Last week when I went to Walmart, see, because I get early access into Walmart because I'm a vendor, I uh, I went there and it was fully stocked. Grabbed a couple boxes and then when I went back to look and see, that thing more there was like three people there and they were literally just shoveling the stuff into their carts. What? Like, <laughs> how much? How much is a box? 
about 45 but it was, so the bigger boxes that have about 10 packs in them they're about 45 dollars and then Jesus. you can turn around and put that box on ebay for a hundred dollars in an auction and you can get anywhere from 100 to 300 i mean i've seen some boxes go for three to four hundred bucks so is it more beneficial to sell the entire box or open it up and try to get like those those treasure cards that are going to sell for more well scalpers they, they just sell boxes they and they the lingo is they call it wax they sell wax like me i'm a i'm a collector so i buy a couple boxes i rip them open i see what i got i keep the cards that i like and then i sell the ones that are worth money that i don't really care about isn't that like the funnest I, I have like five cards one's a dennis rodman card one's a magic johnson card a charles barkley card and a cam newton card that are worth nothing and, so uh, those are my prize cards Corey, we've we've talked about this in the past on the phone isn't that like the funnest part though is just like opening the cards like it you is. get it you open it and like that's what you really get addicted to is the opening of the cards and like you know just looking <sighs> see what you got something i was going to say about this whole issue going on right now which is weird is like cards in the late 80s and early 90s were called junk wax because they made so much of it it was just overproduced like crazy so a lot of it's valueless but even that shit's going up in price so it's just a weird time dude i i kid you not i had backpack bags completely full of fucking cards that i just collected and i ended up throwing them all in the trash back whenever because back when we were all into collecting basketball cards and shit yeah hell you used to be able to find them at like a uh, garage sales and such by like the box fulls parents selling them did you ever have baseball cards and stuff i think du- i think dustin had to head out so mm. i'm gonna take him out of here Wanted to give him some time to talk about that though because i know he's big into it right now it's uh it's a big deal right now it's kind of crazy it kind of makes me want to jump on board but i don't know if i'm willing to make that investment is the thing it's- it's like buying a stock high right now, though. You know, it's going to go down eventually. Yep. Uh, so, you know, it's it's tempting, but I'm trying to stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, and Greg, you're collecting NECA dolls right now, so it'd be hard to get into the cards. Not really. I own three. <laughs> Two of which were given to me. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, so you failed on that one, Lawrence. Yeah. Which ones were they, though? Which ones do I have? Mm-hmm. I have the 2018 Michael Myers. I have the uh, Annabelle doll, which that one's actually really cool. It comes with a little box to put her in and such like that. You know, absolutely do not touch everything on it. That one's cool. And then I have uh, the one I bought, which was the what? What one was that? Oh yeah, the pinhead one. The ultimate Hellraiser one. This might lead into your uh, discussion later, but I have the original uh, Leatherface. Oh, Dustin's back with us. Hey, so, so what I do, Greg, is right back into it. I, uh, <laughs> like you never I had to left. grab this shit real quick. Um, so what I do is I I only buy like a pack or a box like a week, maybe two, and then open them up and then see what I got. Cause I just do it as a hobby. If you're doing it to like make money, then like Corey said, you might want to stay out of it. 
because it's starting to go down. But if you're just doing it kind of for fun and you just want to put some shit on eBay and see what you can do with it, like me, I mean, it's not it's not really a, a bad idea. So is there any gems out there that like you can still get a hold of by just like buying by the pack? Uh, I don't really know because, like Corey said, it's so much different than back in the day when, like, you'd get a baseball card and you could, like, go in a book and see how much it was worth. Mm. And then you would, like, hold on to it. Now, the market's different. Everybody cares about rookies and stuff. So, like, LaMelo Ball is probably going to be a mediocre NBA player, but I can sell his rookie card right now for hundreds of dollars. But next year it might be worth nothing. I mean, I had a card that was worth the one Lamella Ball card that I sold for eight dollars last week was worth almost two hundred, and then just in a week the value of it has gone down. So that's why I hurried up and sold it. It just yeah. it just fluctuates. It's like in stocks now. Yeah. I stopped messing with the stocks because it's it's, it's almost it's almost like play, playing like fantasy sports. You know, if if their value is low, the card's low. So. Um, and that can happen yeah. within fucking weeks or whatever. So, ah, uh, but uh, so Lawrence. So, what about you, man? What you been up to this week? Uh, you gave me a homework assignment. I did. So we ended up uh, watching Doctor Sleep. This all came about because we were talking about the top ten horror oh, that's films. A good one. And uh, uh, The Shining comes up. Now, Corey, I, I know you guys have seen it before, but is that scary to you or not? Is The Shining going back to the original one? It's funny. I was just watching Hayden's uh, Patreon chat, and he was talking about it not being scary to him. I don't think I – I watch it, and I, lo I love that movie, but it's not scary to me, really. I think it's about the atmosphere and the – Yeah, that's what I was telling Greg. Uh, more than, like, being scary. So – well, I remember you told me, Corey, like you, you told me that that movie does, didn't do much for you after rewatching it later, and I thought you were crazy. So I went ahead and you know did a rewatch on it, and I mean you were right, man. Like it's not as good as you remember it. Like it, that movie is mostly boring. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're watching it the right way. I, I think it's about the tone, like you were saying, the atmosphere. That's the whole point of it. It's one of those types of films. It's not really a slasher film or really even a thriller. It's kind of like, it's like being there, you know, being kind of in that hotel, the, the, the loneliness, the kind of watching Jack Nicholson lose his mind, being frozen in type thing. And that's where Dr. Sleep kind of has the same thing. And that's what I loved about Dr. Sleep. Is it hits all those notes? But uh, go ahead and talk about it, there you go, because I know you've seen it too. I loved Doctor Sleep from from the beginning of that movie all the way up until maybe the last thirty minutes. It, I I absolutely loved it. I have a lot of problems with that last part of it because I feel like it was almost. It was like uh, too much fan service almost. Yeah, it, it's like it. It's like it didn't match up with the rest of the movie. Yeah, because the rest of the movie was done so well. The pacing was good. The build was good. The intrigue, everything was there. But then the end, it almost turns into a fucking superhero movie. There was. I was just gonna say, there's a scene in that movie that shocked me for a movie of like the past few years, and I don't want to spoil anything. But the the little baseball player, uh, the scene 
with him. Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I know you're that talking was like about unbelievable for like a mo modern movie. Kind yeah, of. It's kind of. Uh, you know, that actually touches on something with Stephen King. They said that, and I don't know if you heard the same thing. In a lot of his movies, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens to a lot of younger kids, and they're like, "This was kind of reminding me of that." Like it, there was a thing in the books, at least. But um, kind of the, the situations he puts like kind of kids the, and minors the in kid, the kid orgy. <laughs> Yeah, the kid orgy yeah. and that. So you know about it. So you know. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and this, the baseball kid reminded me of that, number 19. So how did you feel about the casting, Lawrence? Like, as far as who they, who the, 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 the woman, the woman they chose to play the chick who I thought did a Oh, no, job. that actually, the, the casting was like spot on. They actually got someone who kind of, they may not have looked like them, like identical twins, but they evoked their, I don't know if you could say like their presence. Like, Shelly Duvall, the chick they got to play her, felt like that could have been her. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm she say, had this in her feel free to spoil. Game. Feel free to spoil because this is not a review. So and this yeah. is just us talking about the movie. So I mean, if you haven't seen it and you don't want to hear about it, don't listen. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> lead, say that, uh, but... the lead female, um God, I can't think of her name. Whatever. Uh whatever the hat, I can't think of it now. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. She was she was perfect for that part. Yeah, she was. Like, and actually, and all those guys kind of were the old man. I uh, forget his name, but the uh, the older guy that was in their little crew. That uh, this is going to sound a little sexist, but that is the most intimidated I've ever felt by a woman in a movie before. That that lady, like she just had an, she had a, some type of intimidation about her, I guess, because of her mystique and stuff like that. But it, so. I don't know, man. She like, she carried herself very strongly. <laughs> really good. Even even the little girl um, was really good in that part she was in. So, yeah. How come we didn't hear about this one, Corey? Like, how come this one kind of flew under the radar? I, I mean, I heard about it, and I saw it in the theater. Yeah, um, I, I saw it shortly after it came out. And so then I rewatched it was, again. I was anticipating it pretty well, but I was just so unfamiliar with the book. You know, I never knew much about the Doctor Sleep book from however many years now it's been. But I um, read the book, and before. I had, and when you're talking about a sequel to a movie that's forty years old, you're not expecting a whole lot. So. I know people are like, could this live up to the shining? Right. I think it holds its own, honestly. I don't think it yeah, even needs to be. Hayden says that he was not a big fan of the shining neither, and he likes Dr. Sleep more actually. So or he thinks he may like it more. I can see that. I mean I I can see it too. It was, it, I'll tell you why I like the shining better. Uh and I really like Doctor Sleep too, but I'm just that old school. Uh you know, I've been watching horror since early 80s you know and horror was different then than it is now very much so uh, so that's just you know the shining is kind of a snapshot of like horror when i was young and dr sleeps kind of horror for today's generation so i will say this though like the dr sleep didn't have anyone who could match jack nicholson's presence in the shining like when i think of the shining i can't let it go because of jack nicholson in it I just think that it's too good. That's why I can't dismiss it like you like you did, Greg, because it just <laughs> yeah. So, 
how did you like that they brought Danny back, Lawrence, and who played him? I loved it, and yeah, Obi Wan does play him. That was kind of like when you told me that I didn't even see it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what we know him as, Ewan McGregor. I'm probably not even saying that right, but I think that I liked him. It's kind of surprising because I didn't know how he would sound or whatever, but he was good. I liked the whole plot with Danny, and it was good, man. Well, what I liked is that they they explained to you like what he was doing with his ability that he learned over the years, like basically locking all these things in almost like a mental prison of sorts. Mm-hmm. With like what he was doing, like that's why when it got to the end, man, and they're basically like battling with their minds, it, it kind of bothered me because I don't. It just felt weird, man. It felt like I was watching a superhero movie at that point. Like Danny became a superhero, and so did the little girl. They were. Who was that caretaker guy, guy that uh, Danny's talking to whenever he was a kid, and he talks to still in his mind as an adult? The uh, the older guy from the Overlook Hotel. You know, you know what I'm talking about. He's like. Yeah. Well, he's another. He's another person who has the ability to shine. Yeah, he was perfectly cast too. Like he really, it all felt like this was the shining universe. Oh yeah, man, that guy looked just like the, really? the original <laughs> dude. I, I like, I almost thought it was still him. It's like, yeah. well, there's no way that dude would be God He'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd be dead. He's been dead for years. Yeah, yeah, that was so um, good. But uh, I don't know. I liked. I like both of them. I don't know which one I like more. I still. It's hard to say, man, but I just loved what this did with the uh, with Danny and all that stuff. Well, the one thing that was promising uh, when that movie was announced and, and some of the details started coming out was uh, that movie's directed by a guy named Mike Flanagan, who has a pretty good track record with horror uh, as of recently. So uh, I don't know if you've seen Oculus. He directed that. Uh, and he directed uh, the second uh, Ouija movie, uh, Origins of Evil. If you haven't seen that, that's a really good. Uh, I don't know that I've seen that movie one. too. So. And I love Ouija board movies. So. The first one. I thought that one was bad. The ones, yeah, the, the first, first one. one's bad. The okay. second one's not not bad. So, um, it, he has a pretty good track record. So, it's worth checking out. So, yeah. Greg, what'd you end up watching? Oh, you gave yourself a homework assignment. Well, I did because you've been telling me to do this for a while now. So I went ahead and rewatched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 1976, was that when it came out? 74. 74, 74. 74. Uh, Man, it was... Of course, it's dated because of the times and such like that with the way it looks. But man, it's... I'll tell you the scene that got me the most in that movie. Is whenever the dude first sees him, whenever he like comes into that doorway, and you're like, yeah. what, what the fuck is this? What? Because it comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah. I just love how he just comes, steps out, and it's like it does an immediate zoom up. So it's like it catches you completely off guard. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know what's cool about that movie? You're talking about it looking dated. The look of that movie is almost a character in itself. It is. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. So. That's why the new one didn't do it for me because it like updated it, but it didn't have that that kind of snuff film kind of look. Like this feels like you're watching something that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's just yeah. got that gritty. Yeah, 70s. exactly. Yeah. yeah everyone, say, everyone in the remake looks like models. You know, I, I mean, and 
And I'll say the funny, the funny thought I had when I was watching it though, because I stayed up to like two in the morning to watch this movie. So, because my kid was awake when I got home, story for another day. But I kept, I kept laughing because like when he's chasing people down with the chainsaw, I'm like, man, for a dude of his size, he's got pretty good cardio. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the first time he's had to do that. I mean, that, they have a whole sausage shop where they, I mean, where did they get that meat from? And you realize they were cooking the people, people that stopped by there. So, yeah, that movie's that was that movie's perfect to me. I love it. I will say though that when on that top ten list, they they listed that as their number one that we uh, saw. It was like a TikTok top ten horror movies list. I think Psycho was number two, um, but I it wouldn't one. be. It wouldn't make it wouldn't make number one on my top ten list. It really wouldn't. I, I put it under Halloween, actually. Mm. So those are your top two. Halloween and uh, no, this this was on the TikTok that I saw. That was like a top ten. If I had to do a top ten, man, I'd have to have at least a a week to prepare it because <laughs> it, it would t- it would take take me some time. Maybe that should be the next episode. Uh, yeah, we top ten horror movies. Yeah, yeah that, that's list. actually a good idea. We'll we'll do that. All of us come up with a top ten, and we'll uh, talk about it on there. Speaking of uh, Texas Chainsaw, though, um, there's a movie I watched really late in life. Uh, and when I say late in life, I was an older teen. But that movie has such a reputation. And when you hear the title, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you think the worst. But there's like very little blood in that movie, even you know. Yeah, there is. Um, and it, it was more, you know, I got to part of the time I got to, uh, which I don't know if you know this, but you know the little narration before the movie starts. Yeah, I love it. You know, did you know that's um, that's Dan Fielding from Night Court doing that narration? Really? Yeah. <laughs> what is that guy's? Uh, what is that actor's name? Uh, John John Larroquette. Yeah, because I knew he had a funny last name, Larroquette, yeah. Um, but I I had gotten to that part before and heard that narration, and just the way he, he reads that kind of freaked me out. I was like, eh, I got to shut it off for now. You know, <laughs> so took me, that's one that we never watched together, which is kind of weird. Well, see, this is what I love about that movie, is that movie is, is short. It doesn't deliver you a, a whole lot of backstory or anything that's going on. The, the only thing yeah. you know is that these kids – are going to look at a house that was left to them. They, they don't worry about giving you details about the dad or anything like that. Right. They, they leave out all of the unnecessary stuff. It's one day. It's one really bad day. And, and, every, uh, and everything that happens in that movie makes sense. Like the, the first group goes to try to find that, that pool or whatever they like a Creek or a body of water that they would swim in. They hear the generator going. They're like, Hey, this guy's got electricity. Let's go over here and see what's up. Then it starts from there. Then their friends go looking for them. They're like, "Well, where the fuck are they? Why haven't they? Why haven't they come back?" And it just and everything that happened made sense. And the set pieces, like when the chick goes in there, the second one goes in there, and she goes into that room, like their living room, and it's made out of chairs with bones on it. That was actually creepier for some reason. It looked more real than if you would have had body parts laying around everywhere. The chains, like the new modern one, had like just that whole living room, like it was just well. What was so good about that and what makes the family look so crazy is because everything in that house was so random. Like there was just random shit, chicken hanging from the ceiling. 
I mean, everything was so random. It looked like a place that belonged to a crazy person. Yeah. See, uh, that's kind of the point. The point you were making there, though, is like some of the movies back then were like that. You were just thrown into the situ- situation, kind of. Um, that's why I had such a problem with that Rob Zombie Halloween. It's like, I don't want to know why <laughs> Michael Myers is Michael Myers. Yeah, know? I never wanted to know. I like the idea that he was just, one day he was a regular fucking kid and then he became evil. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. It seemed like they did that more back then. It was just you were thrown into the situation and you got to try to figure it out yourself. You know what that was, why that was like that? It's because they didn't have a big budget and it was like a lot of time constraints. Oh, yeah. So so that's why. So, <laughs> so I, I don't want to take credit for this comment either because uh, someone else has said it before I have here. Um, they kind of caught lightning in a bottle with that movie, though. You know, it, I don't think they knew that they were going to come away with what they got, which was like this huge grindhouse classic, you know. So, yeah. Me and Lawrence were discussing this earlier. Corey, um, it's since we're talking about you know scary movies and such. As far as like the zombie flicks goes, what would be your favorite out of all the zombie flicks? Dawn of the Dead, nineteen uh, seventy. Interesting. Uh, and it's not so much the zombie part of that. I don't know what it is about the whole being like trapped in the mall. Yes, yeah, my second choice. I love that one too. I love that that. Uh, Something about that movie. It's it's. I know a lot of people think it's boring and slow, and but just the whole. I can like picture myself in that situation and what I like, what story I'd but, be rating and shit. But here's the thing: How does that movie start out? Isn't it like a SWAT team? They're doing like a drug bust, and then it's like zombies. Yeah, they're in like a <laughs> projects or something. I think. Uh, yeah, they're part of the SWAT team, so. Mm-hmm. Mine is and probably always will be the original Night of the Living Dead. Even even the black and white mm-hmm. man, I, it's just it's so good. It's so classic. You you really can't top it. Yeah. Um, the uh, one thing I was going to say on Dawn of the Dead is I don't know how familiar you are with the characters, but the one uh, called Flyboy, that character is uh, from Evansville, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have a lot of movies I'm going to be rewatching in the in the near future that are old classics like that. That's on my list, and the next one I'm going to watch is probably going to be uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street again. I'm going to I'm going to rewatch that. One. Yes, yeah. but Corey, what's your thoughts on Return of the Living Dead, the '80s one? Oh, I love that one. That one's that yeah, one's that's my, that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's that's not a that's a good choice to be your favorite for sure. You know uh, it's what scene? Probably, it's probably in my top two or three uh, zombie movies. The scene that really got me in the original Night of the Living Dead, and the reason it stuck with me, is when she when when she gets in the car mm-hmm. and they're outside the car. That I was like, man, it's you. Yeah. You couldn't feel more helpless than being in that little car surrounded by all these fucking dead people. <laughs> no. That, you know, that's the scene that does said, it for me. I've always said this. Um, like, I wouldn't want a full-out zombie apocalypse, but wouldn't it be, like, a more interesting life if occasionally uh, a zombie just comes out of the ground on occasion? Like, not like a ton of them, but, like, occasionally you got to be careful when you're out of the cemetery because one might pop up on you. 
<laughs> Actually, since you brought up cemetery, me and Lawrence are going to do a little thing in the future. We're going to, me and I think I might have talked about this before, but we're going to take the ghost tube app and we're going to go to, go to like little cemeteries around the area or whatever. And we're going to do like a little short, maybe 30 minute sessions or whatever to see what we pull up with it and to see if we pull up the same thing considering he uses Great. We, Android. Are we allowed to curse around the cemetery? Because I know you said that we can't do anything to disturb the spirits. What can we do? What's I just don't, I don't want anyone to do anything that's considered disrespectful. Like pissing that, on the tombstones or something? Like what, <laughs> what, what can't we? I, like, I don't know, man. I'm being like, man, I'm fucking tired. I'm going to sit down for a minute and sit on someone's tombstone. That kind of shit. <laughs> You know, no kicking over tombstones or spray paint or anything. I might get you arrested. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hell, we, the cops may get called just from us being out there after dark. Yeah. I don't know, Corey. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have to do something like that when I come up to Indiana there too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Some, some late night stuff. <laughs> we got some other things we're going to be doing in the future too, Lawrence. You want to tell the people about that? Yeah, it's the creepy pasta classics. Is oh, that, is that what that, you're talking about? Is that the name we're going with? That's what we got right now. It might change. <laughs> Subject to change. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, we're basically just gonna take creepy pastas already on the web and just uh, play them and talk about whether we think the stories are real bullshit. Just give our thoughts on them. It'd be a fun little thing to do, especially since we're all into that genre so much. The all the horror, yeah. ghost, ghoulies, and just the crazy stuff, man. Serial killers, stalkers. Yeah, Corey, who's your who's your top ten serial killers? <laughs> top ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why is a ranking like that so bad? It's like <laughs> I don't think I can do a top ten, but um, like I was always like my most. I was always the most intrigued by Bundy. Um, Everyone was. It's like the yeah. He's like the the goat. I mean, yeah. My top two. <laughs> my top two are pretty predictable. Bundy and then uh, Gacy. Um, man, there's it. There's that name again, Gacy. I Gacy, man. Gotta look that shit up. Um, there's a dude I want to like uh, research a little more, and I've talked about this before. I want to kind of like dive into his story a little more. He's a guy named Larry Eiler. He was in Indiana and him and his, uh, his gay lover would like go between Indianapolis and Chicago and pick up guys on the interstate and kill them. Uh, but one of my buddies in college was his, uh, he was his uncle. Um, so I'd like to dive into that story a little more. Larry Eiler is his name. Wasn't there like a millionaire guy who was in Indiana? I told you about this. Great yeah, um, Fox Hollow Farm was. Yeah, that's the place. He had. I'm trying to think of his name. Um, but yeah, he would like lure guys back to his house and kill them there. Mainly drown them in his pool, I think. Um, I'm looking I at his name. Fox Hollow Farm was the name of the, the house, though. Hey, guys, I'm looking at Cornelius now. Cornelius. The race reveal is coming soon. I, my race is Muslim. Is, is that a race? His race is Muslim. Wait, Fox you, Hollow Farms. Yeah, uh, I man, it's when I started watching that show, um, 
was the show on Netflix that I was talking about there for a while? Mind Hunter. Oh yeah. That show made me like jump way down the serial killer wormhole, and I'm fascinated with so many of them now, like Kemper, Gein, all of them. Mm. I'm just because um, I like I don't I try to find the logic in it, and I'm like, how how does a person just become that? You ain't lying. Hold on, I got somebody for you. I just uh, found out about him called the Beast of Jersey. This guy had one of the scariest looking things. I'm surprised there's no like I can share this. The fact that you had this bookmarked kind of disturbs me a little bit. One thing I wanted to say about the Fox Hall of Harm guy is they did an episode about him um, on that show Paranormal Witness. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. It was on sci-fi. That was a damn good like little horror like ghost show in the past if you guys have seen any of those. Oh yeah, you know I have. They were they were pretty creepy at times. Oh my god, I don't I don't I don't like the image that you just put there, even in the small screen. Check that out. Yeah, that was a guy over in like Jersey and England. And this is a rubber mask with like a mop thing on top. He made it himself, but he would just go out in the middle of the night and just like rape women and children and like he was a normal dude. With, with this mask. mask on? Yeah, this is what they described. They were describing this to police, and they were like, I don't understand what you're telling them. And then when they finally caught him, uh, he was driving around one night, and they pulled him over for speeding or something. And he had this, and this is the description of this little mask thing. It's one of the creepiest images I'd Dude, seen. Dude, that looks like Michael Myers and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre combined together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get that off there now. Yeah, but, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Don't like it. No. No, I, I think that what I really intrigued me about serial killers is it's like legit horror, you know. Um, you know, you say what you want to say, say about Michael Myers and Freddy and all that shit, but like Ted Bundy and John Gacy and those people were real. <laughs> Well, like, Kemper fascinated me because, like, when they talked to him, he basically said that, you know, he's the one who had sex with his mother's decapitated head. And, like, yeah. he, he said the reason he did it had nothing to do, it was nothing sexual. It was, he wanted to do it to humiliate her because he just yeah. hated her that much. So I'm yeah. like, dude. I'm like, Kemper is a weird case because didn't he kill his grandparents at 15 before that even took place? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and his reasoning, and they let him go, honestly. It was the weirdest, you know. Well, and know. it's weird, too, because he wanted to be a cop, and they wouldn't let him be a cop because they said he was too big. <laughs> this isn't about him, but um, oh, fuck, what's the guy's name? Do you remember the, the Adam Walsh case, though? Um you know, John Walsh's son that was missing and, and they found his head like down the road and shit. He was abducted in Florida. He yeah, kind of yeah. like the whole code Adam at stores is named after Adam Walsh. But um, I never heard of that. So there's a story and it came out in this. Uh, I don't think it came out in this, but it has to do with that uh, um, Henry Lee Lucas documentary. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of that. The guy that went to the police and told him all the shit he had done. 
Well, there was like another guy that he hung out with that was a serial killer too, and I can't think of his fucking name. But like he's been kind of linked to who kidnapped and killed Adam Walsh. And the the location they found his head, like somewhere somewhere in that time period. Now this was way early '80s. Somewhere in that time period, these people saw this van stopped in that area, and there's like this little bridge out in that area. I'm I'm trying to tell the story from what I remember. But there was a guy out there, and he was, I guess, cleared of, like, the Adam Walsh thing. You know who the guy was out there that the people saw that had the van on the side of the road? Who? Who? Jeffrey Dahmer. (gasps) Oh, dude. (laughs) And this was well before he was, you know, any of his shit came out, so. Is it a coincidence? It was, I guess, a coincidence. Maybe he got out there to piss or something. I don't know. That's fucking crazy. That's some like top ten twisted story type shit yeah. on YouTube. That it's, is uh, crazy. I, I, I saw that uh, told in a YouTube video. I'll have to try to find it and I'll send it to you guys. But uh, I kind of blew my mind when I heard that. Uh, That's a mind blowing story. That's like the uh, the World War One story where the guy could have shot Hitler but didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of crazy coincidences. Small yep. world. Let me respond to Dustin here. I guess I can tell you what I watched this week. Yeah, go for it, man. Let's hear it. So I picked up and watched the uh, 4K release of Animal House, which I'd seen many times. Um, It was fun to revisit that one. And last night we watched another classic, uh, Total Recall. Oh, yeah. I watched that one not super long ago again, and it Still a good movie, man. Is it better than the new one? Like the I know they did updated. How does it hold up? I've not seen it. I've only heard that was trash. So it looked like trash from the trailers. I didn't think to think of it. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It's been a long time since. Yeah, I a fun, that. a fun fact about that movie is it's the last film where they use the um, animatronics. They you know before they went to CGI and digital. Oh yeah. It's the last one that has the. I think it looks better with the animatronics. I, I love the way that stuff looked. Yeah. Man, Casey was an evil motherfucker, man. He he was unredemptive. He was completely. You know his last words on death row was "kiss my ass." <laughs> I, I I got distracted because once we started talking serial killers, I had to look up and start reading on his Wikipedia, and like the first thing it says is repulsing enough. It's like John Wayne Gacy was an American serial killer and sex offender known as the killer clown who assaulted and murdered at least 33 young men and boys. Gacy regularly performed at children's hospitals and charitable events as Pogo the Clown and Patches the Clown. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Look at his clown pics. They're fucking creepy. I don't like those either. (laughs) Not only did he kill up to 33 boys, most of them he buried them under his house. Yeah, and they actually had to demolish that whole house. They know, yeah, they got rid of that thing. Right under his, uh, where he would eat. You know, right there. It's yeah. weird enough. I wouldn't... I just watched that documentary on Peacock. And they have a new one about him. It's kind of like uh, interviews with him that this guy did in prison. And, the uh, and stuff. It's pretty obvious that a couple boys helped him with some of that shit. Uh in my opinion. So oh, definitely. 
But they probably did it on the mountain. His fat ass wasn't getting down in the crawl space and sitting in graves. There's two movies that my my mom used to always watch whenever I was younger. There's two that two that stuck with me. When you talk about the John Walsh's son, that's what made me think about this, Corey. There was one movie. It was about this kid who was like set on fire by his father, okay. and like like burned him like almost to a crisp, man. And he survived. Is the thing, and it's like a story about like his just what happened in the recovery and such like that. Like you see, you you see the kid at the end of the movie and he talks and such like that. But it it was a movie called David, mm. and like, dude, like. The movie I remember the movie was good, but like when you see the kid like after after what his dad did to him, you're like, like how the fuck could somebody do that to their kid? Because like what I'll, is this I'll, called? I'll show. It's called David. It's about uh the guy the kid who got burned. I don't even know how old he is today. This movie was back in '83, but it's like his name is David Rothenberg. But I'm gonna show you a picture, just so you can get an idea. Oops, so what we're dealing with. Too. Yeah, this kid, man, they, his dad fucked him up. It's, I can't imagine how a parent could do that. So sick fucks in this world, man. Some people are just ain't wired right, man. Yeah, this was one of the movies. That's how. That's what. That's how bad he burned him, man. Like burned all his skin off and everything. It is a good movie. It's worth checking out if you want a movie to make you feel like shit. And then, the, and then another movie that they always, uh, they always watched was this movie called Without a Trace, which was about this kid who was kidnapped, and he, like, it's all about the parents like trying to search him out, and they end up finding out later in the movie that he was like kidnapped by this old couple who like always wanted a kid, and they finally found him, and got him back and everything, and. Old people set trial for it and such like that, but like those movies, I don't know why they stuck with me. I don't even know why I just remembered them from us talking about this. But you would like that movie Changeling with Angelina Jolie. This I've is based on a true story. Did you like that? It yeah, was... I did like it. So there's this movie I was trying to think of. It was a TV movie uh, back in the day, and I actually found it the other day on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. But I remember this movie when I was a kid about this girl, this woman that dies. And, like, you see her doing the whole, like, walk to the light thing, right? But, like, the creepy part to me when I was a kid, and I watched it back now. It's not as effective now as a 44-year-old. <laughs> but, like, she's walking through the tunnel up to the light, right? And these dark figures start coming, stepping out from the sides of the tunnel towards her. And that freaked me out as a kid. But the movie, if you're interested, is called From, From the Dead of the Night. Uh, with Lindsay Wagner, 1989, and it's on YouTube. Go <laughs> check that out. There was What's another it? movie that my sisters always used to watch too. It's this movie called The Lady in White. Yeah, that's a good one. That that one that one too. Like there was a scene in that movie when the kid gets locked in the closet, where the like yeah. hauntings and such are happening. Dude, that scene scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> Because he sees the ghost of the kid when he's in the closet and just fucking start panic. He, I mean, he just loses it. And I was like, I can imagine. You know, we're talking about those serial killers. Um, I think the reason why Bundy was the biggest one for me was 
There was a TV movie when I was a kid called The Deliberate Stranger with Mark Harmon, uh, who's in NCIS now, I think. Yeah, and he, he played Ted Bundy, and uh, I I love that movie. I've actually had to buy Mark Harmon as Ted Bundy. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Dennehy, you know, the dad on Tommy Boy, he was in a movie called, um, fuck, what's it called? I just bought it too. But it's about Gacy. He plays Gacy in it. It's really good too. So going back to, uh, to, Ted Bunny, though, I think why he's so fascinating is because he was pure evil, man. There's no origins. Like, even meet his mom, and his mom's like the sweetest old lady, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And there's just nothing there to, and even he says, I I had a good life. I just felt, you know, it's just like he one day had the idea of just doing this. Well, man, you talked about this too, and I told you that I think, like, situations like that is like someone who is praised for anything that they ever do, regardless of how bad it is growing up their entire life. You know, like he's like, Oh mom, I accidentally stepped on this, you know, on this cat and killed it. And they're like, Oh, it's okay, honey. It's fine. You know, just, it was a cat's fault. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It shouldn't shouldn't have been laying there. Kids like that, you know, Oh, I broke this dish. Oh, it's okay. But honestly, I think it's because he was, he starts off as a thief. And that was the big thing. I was watching the Ted Bundy tapes, and you can kind of chart his like descent into madness, if you want to call it that. It's like he just starts off as a thief, honestly, and he just he liked the idea of possessing things that weren't his. And the killing—it's just like it evolved from there, and it started with the raping. A raping—that's where he leaves <laughs> off at. Yeah. Oh, I got cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just evolves from stealing to the raping to killing people. And it's just like you can just see it go from there. See, it starts off with stealing. It's like the one thing he was good at. That's the thing that fascinates me about all the serial killers is that is the evolution mm-hmm. of, of how they like they start off. And it might be, you know, I, I don't really want to call it small for the ones who just start off killing, but like. Once they commit their first thing, it, it's it becomes like an addiction after that, and it's something that they got to feed. It's like a hunger, and it's dude, just it's just weird. Dude, you can see it like when a kid's mean to fucking animals when they're a kid. You better watch yeah. that kid because there's something wrong with them. It's I guess I turned. I guess I turned out all right then, because I mean I did kind of put my hamsters through some hell with hamster gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> Hamster gladiators. What the, that sounds like a YouTube channel thing. We were gonna start. Well, I was into American gladiators, <laughs> and I tried to make little events for my hamsters to do. That's as that's as far as we'll go with that. You weren't having them dodge like fucking pellet guns, though, were you? <laughs> no, nothing that bad. But like that's what I'm talking about. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Not nothing that serious, but. Still, some odd, odd cookie type of behavior. There. I did dumber shit than that, Greg. I used to have the ant wars, and I used to get. I used to think that if you took the black ants and red ants, they would just automatically <laughs> know to start fighting, like World War One style. I don't know like, what I was thinking. I don't think they even recognized that shit. But I did it. Okay, if I, if I get this group of black ants, this group of red ants, the they're just gonna go at it. <laughs> Like, like a West Side Story in the ant. You know? Yeah. 
It's blended in. You couldn't even tell which was which anymore. We gave up on that. Oh, man. Dude, we would put, like, firecrackers in the anthills and blow them up to be, like, mortar rounds and shit. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Nobody, ca nobody cares about ants. Not at all. Like, <laughs> like ants is that one universal... Like, ants and roaches. It's the one universal thing uh, that everyone will just kill without any thought. I you, better kill, you better kill some fire ants that come after you, ass. You no. know what's weird is, like... In Indiana, like, I remember having ants on, like, the sidewalk and stuff like that. The little black ants. Mm. And they might crawl on you, but they never bit you. No. Then these they were the good ants, ones. Yeah, those those ants were fine. Occasionally one might bite you, but they don't purposely try to do it. Man, these red fire ants we have here in the South, dude, they'll eat your ass alive. They're yeah. so mad about the Civil War. <laughs> 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 Their granddaddy got killed in the... <laughs> That's right answer, no joke, man. I, all the bugs down here, Greg, are all messed up. The roaches, too. You've seen those big flying-ass ones. They don't have that up north. <laughs> those big no, palmetto have, things. Yeah, it's a, yeah, like the one, the things that fly around like that we have up north are cool. We have June bugs. Yeah. Nobody hates June bugs. <laughs> you guys have, like, lightning bugs down there? No. Not anymore. Not anymore. I don't think we ever had them. Well, you know, they're like, I don't know if you remember this, Greg, but back in the day, we could go through like someone's backyard and it was fucking full in the summer. Yes, I, I, I miss that. that. It ain't like that now. You, well, what it is, man, is they got those fucking trucks now that drive around and spray that fucking yeah. poison in the air and just, it yeah. kills them. Yeah. Love bugs and those guys were, were, were awesome. I'm sorry, yeah, I you could take like a, a mason jar or whatever when we were a kid and just, like do a turn and you'd fill that damn thing in someone's yard. Dude, we used. I remember we used to think those things were so. There were so many of them that I mean, we would grab. Would you grab them and then like you'd put the like the you'd smush them and put their little goo on your hands and stuff and make your hands glow and shit. <laughs> Fucking serial killer, right? I mean, like you know, you try to do like the predator, like because you saw the predator, you had the glowy blood and. Did your hands glow? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When you smush them and you put it on there. Those are good guy bugs, though. I don't like that story. Well, I didn't think they were going to be fucking extinct by the time I was forty. <laughs> They're still around, but not like, like not like them. Which they is only, you know, 30, 30 years or whatever ain't that long, really, in the grand scheme of things. So. And that's the thing, man. Like, I can tell you this: I can't remember the last time I saw one. Yeah. Like, like even one, just an individual. I'd actually forgotten bug. about. Them. Yeah, I seen them one time when I was in Georgia. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I seen them for the first time, and they had a different name for it. They didn't call it lightning bugs. I forget what we called Some them. Some people call them fireflies, and yeah, fireflies. That's what we said. Yeah, kind of depends where you're from. Like the whole Coke, pop, soda, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> See, this this is what you have done, created. I'm gonna jump down so many rabbit holes now. <laughs> When we're done, I'm gonna be looking up gay. My 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 search history is gonna look like something of a crazy person. It's gonna go from gacy <laughs> to fireflies <laughs> to. <laughs> I had the pig killing videos for the longest. Remember that? Oh man, Lord! I was, was watching like... those PETA vi videos. I had seen one, and it was a bunch of like it was like in Mexico, and they had this pig they were gonna prepare to slaughter. They were beating it over the head with like a log. <laughs> And they were just, just, just knocking them unconscious and just continued whapping them. And I'm like, what is this? And from there, it was like a whole 
the one the one that you played that bothered me. I don't know where this one took place, but it was like some redneck guy. Oh, and, like, yeah. he had the pig, and like the pig was just doing pig things, and he like kept like fucking kicking the shit out of it and hitting. It. He's like, it's like stupid fucking pigs. I hate these fucking pigs. Yeah, he was he's like, like beating the shit out of it. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? That's, that was a serial killer, probably. Like, I'm not, no. I'm not that person to be like, hey, don't eat them or anything like that. <clears throat> but don't fucking beat the thing, man. Just kill it and fucking take its meat. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh. Yeah, Lawrence wants to beat the beat the hell out of that pig, and then we had a pork chop sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty much what happened. Yeah, that's you know what's you know what's weird is like throughout all my life, I never had a pork chop sandwich till I moved here. Really? Had pork chops all my life. Never had a pork chop sandwich till I moved here. I never had you a steak know? sandwich. A steak sandwich. You never had a Philly cheesesteak. I had that. Is it the same thing? I think so. And no, you can get like you can get like a little piece of steak on a sandwich. Oh, is that also like, a pork chop? It's basically like a pork chop, but it's it's steak instead. So okay. I guess it's in the name. So. <laughs> Have you ever eaten raw steak, Lawrence? Uh, rare. Is that? Does that count, or just plain no touching like, the stove? Like at steak tartar, like steak tar. I think that what they call it, steak tartar. So mm. Whenever you eat it raw, is that what no, they I've done it? raw. No, I've never done that. Man, I I worked I worked with this chick that worked for one of the phone companies. that used to come into my store, and we were talking about food, and she was talking about how much she loves steak and everything. I was like, oh yeah, me too. And she's like, then she goes on to some weird shit. She's like, yeah, sometimes whenever I'm uh like I'm getting ready to cook it. I'll have the whole thing eaten before I even get it into the pan. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at her. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. She's like, you don't ever do that. Like just cut off a little yeah, piece of meat. Probably a serial killer. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I, I, that is, that is crazy. Did you call her out on it? I told her it was really fucking weird. And I'm like, you eat almost the whole thing raw before you even put it in the pan. She's like, sometimes. I think you can die that way, dude. You know, obviously, I'm not eating steak or anything now, but even when I did, I wasn't a big steak fan ever. I was more a burger guy. It's weird because, like, I wasn't the biggest steak guy just because of how chewy and such like that they are. But like, once you learn how to cook one properly, it it really changes the game. Or when you find someone who can cook one properly, it, it just changes the game. Cause well, like you, you probably grew up with that damn shoe leather steak anyway from <laughs> the, dollar, the Dollar Tree steak. When, when your mom's got to feed fifteen people and the damn mongrels are over. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she would do. She'd buy that cube steak, man, and yeah. that shit. Was it good? Was, oh fuck! It was. It was rough. That's a, that's a shit you got to beat with a hammer for an hour. Mm. That <laughs> should be our challenge, Greg. We got to find that stuff. The cube steak challenge. Steak challenges. I think I had it a couple months ago. Whenever I was wanting steak, but I was too fucking cheap to buy the good stuff. <laughs> I bought that, and I'm like, man, I'm not ever buying this again. Do you know something's wrong with the food you're eating when your mouth gets sore from chewing it? <laughs> yeah, I realized that. <laughs> That's my shoe. <clears throat> So we're also gonna do a uh, a Sopranos watch along in the near future. 
I told you what you guys need to do for that, by the way. What's that? Wife beaters, boxers, and robes while you're. Oh, yeah. I, decked I out. have no issues with the wife beater. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. <sighs> Bathrobe it is. Since you called dibs on. Oh, that's actually uh, that'd be a great title for it. Wife beaters, boxers, and robes. A Sopranos watch along. What about cigars? I don't know about that one. Oh yeah, start, your wife. Your wife. <laughs> I, I light. I light up a damn big stogie in the living room here. And I don't think I'm going to be able to keep it too secretive. Let's put towels under the doors, man. <laughs> You know, what's funny is I actually did that before I got everything going. It's what took me so long. All the noise. It works, though. She never wakes up when I'm podcasting now. Nice. You know, distract- the- <laughs> you know how distracting it is whenever you're trying to talk to your buddies and you hear from the other room, too loud. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all yeah. seen the trailer for the new uh, Conjuring? Uh, was it the, the Devil Made Me Do It? I know I haven't because I refuse to watch it. I don't want to. I don't. You're, know but you're aware it. of it coming out, though, right? Mm-hmm. I am aware. Yes. Are y'all fans of the Conjurings, or? Oh, I love them. I, I I liked all three movies. I thought the first one was the best. The second. Oh wait, was it the second one I liked more? I can't remember exactly. It might have been. That might have been one of those few instances that I actually liked the sequel better than the original. I think it was actually. I think that's. Some people are like that with that one. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think it would have been cool had they done a Conjuring, Conjuring Universe, Amityville movie. Oh, dude, that would be sweet. Since the Warrens had dealings with the Amityville house, they touched on that right in the uh, yeah, I it was, yeah, it was in one of them. But uh, all those movies are like the same universe, right? The Annabelle's, The Conjuring's, uh, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. It was a Ouija is one of them. Is Ouija part of that too? Or? No, no, it's not. Uh, La Llorona is um, the nun, of course. Um, which you know, suck, but you know what I don't like about the title, though. I don't like the title, man. The Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, it sounds cheesy as hell. <laughs> like if it was attached to an actual story where like a dude did something in real life and that was a, the title of like a documentary or something, it'd be all right because it's kind of kind of tells you a little bit about it. Because like that what what does that title tell you? The title tells you that something's gonna happen in this movie that you're not gonna fucking approve of. Rather it's in the middle of the movie, the beginning or the end, you don't know. But something's gonna piss you off that's gonna happen probably towards the end of it. And the reason's gonna be that that will make me do it. Well, it's a play on that whole that whole thing though. You know. Of possessions and demonic stuff. So it's kinda cool. I mean, I thought it was all right. Go ahead, Corey. Here's a question for you guys. This may be jumping down a whole another rabbit hole too, but um, you know those like the the stories that they try to pass off as like really have happened, like the Amityville stuff and things like that. Is there one that you guys think is more likely to have really happened than any others? I'll say this in regards to the Amityville one. I do think 
I do think something happened in that house. What I think is that afterwards they saw that they had lightning in a bottle and that they could profit off of it because it was so interesting to people. So they just ran with it. So like, I think something definitely did happen. I'm sure stuff was added to it over the years to make the story more intriguing. It's probably a lot more basic than what, than what really actually happened. No, Corey, go ahead. What I think is intriguing about that more so is the actual real life murder shit that happened in the house. Oh, uh, about the son, the, the DeFeo story. You know that was that was Amy Deville too. That movie actually tells that story, but um, I, but loosely. I mean, there's a lot of Hollywood added to that, but um, that's more intriguing to me. Yeah, because like, what was his reasonings? Because wasn't everything was normal, and then that night he was just like he just did it. Yeah. No... yeah, and how how the hell? Here's here's my question. He kills what? How did he kill like five people? His parents, or were there three brothers and sisters? Yeah. How did the first person, when the first person got shot, did the others not wake up? Because they're like face down their bed and shit, like no struggle. I don't think. How they not hear a fucking shotgun? Honestly, yeah, that's I think weird about it. That, that, yeah, that is weird. Um, I don't know how to explain that one. That, that, that I thought about that myself, but because I'm I, I don't know about you, Corey, but like the older I get, the more light of a sleeper I am. So I'm more likely to be woken up by some shit like that. And they, like the kids, you could you could see them sleeping through a loud bang like that, but not the adults. Well, he killed the parents first, I think, and then he went. Yeah, to, still, even still, a fucking shotgun, man, is loud as fuck. Um, so something's fishy with that story. Yeah, it's so not adding up. Check out this though. This is something that is weird that I came across was the demonic possession of an Annalise Mitchell. I saw this one on on YouTube. I was watching. It's a possession in Germany of some some lady, and this was real like this was actually like if you read the details of this story it's creepy because it's like she changed voices like I, you kind of touched on this in the uh the recent uh emily rose it's kind of based on it but she was actually her voice changed in everything like demonic wise and it was like a, a demon was talking to her and if you would have been in that room you would the, the stuff they describe is just off the wall i think something was weird with that well, I mean, I believe in that stuff, man. I believe the, in the demonic possession and things like that. It's it's just, because it's what, just weird. What doesn't add up is the stuff she was saying. Because they, they try to trump it up that she was malnourished and she was going through like uh, hysteria or something. But I don't know. If you're going through like hysterics, you don't change people. You don't become a different guy or a different person. Like, well, I may be... Go ahead, Greg. The thing that's weird in a lot of exorcism cases like that, because I've watched a lot of exorcism movies, is there's cases to where, like, they blame reasons like that, but then, like, the the people will start speaking, like, yeah. ancient Hebrew or even, like, ancient, like, another language that they'd have no possible way of ever knowing. So that's what makes those things really weird. Yeah, I think there was something like that in this case, and she was saying – she she said she was three people, three different people throughout history, and like her voice would change for each one of those people, and she would say things that were specific to that 
thing. It was like, this is, it has nothing. It was just weird. I don't know. I think what's, what's even more weird is like the people who get targeted for things like that. Like it's, it's, it's like, how do they get opened up to it is what, what you wonder. Like why are some people more susceptible to getting, something like that happened to him. Is it completely random? I mean, like... Like the lottery that, or something. Yeah, that's that's where that's where it, it becomes a mystery, like, and it's hard to believe it's like, you know, why, why does it happen to her and not this person who's, you know, far worse? You think they would be... You think it would happen to someone more evil than someone more good? Are you guys familiar with the uh, Elisa Lamb? Yeah, Last Lamb. Yeah. Um, it's funny. We uh, There was a movie last year called Followed, which is kind of based around that story. We uh, we did a commentary on that movie with the director on the channel. Um, but that's a, that's a weird one, too. The whole elevator video, and then they find her oh, in the yeah. water tower and shit. Not only that, it was like she couldn't have gotten in there because they actually had to unlock it, right, Greg? Because the only way to get well, inside, you need to be a fireman, apparently. Yeah, well, like what they, what they were talking about on the, the things that I've seen on it, they said that enable for her, like to get her body out of there, it took like multiple firemen and such to lift that thing up. So there's no way a single person could do it, especially someone as small as Eliza Lamb. So like, how the hell did she get in there? With and then close she, it back on to herself. Yeah, so that that was a big mystery. Is like they had to do that just to get her out. So how the hell would she get in? That's a fucked up hotel too. I mean, what yeah. happened? Like uh, the Night Stalker lived there for a while, and um, just all the murders and shit in there. It's crazy. Shout out to Richard Ramirez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah. that whole case. But uh, uh, he he did. There was a weird coincidence that he worked there, but I don't know if he he had anything to do with it. I don't think so, because he was wasn't he dead by that time? No, I mean that was the Elisa Lamb thing was what maybe ten or so years ago. Uh, he was he was living there in like the seventies and shit. Mm -hmm. He's in prison already. Well, what's really nuts about that too is like the fact that that movie came out. Before that dark oh, yeah. water movie, dark like water, before yeah. all that stuff happened, so yeah. it's weird. So that's one that's always made me wonder, you know. I know, I know. When I watch that elevator video, it creeps me out. It's weird. Oh yes, that's because it's like she's looking at something or someone's following her. I can't explain it. I tried to rewatch it and see. I don't know what to put to make of it. I don't know. There's something I watched recently. <clears throat> I think there was a documentary about it on Netflix, but which was kind of shitty. It was about the whole hotel, I think. But it was like they really like drug the damn thing out. It could have been one episode. They tried to drag it out into four, but they like slow down the clip, and you could like almost see like someone else's foot outside the elevator when she's by there. But um, it's it's hard to tell. So, but, but go back to your thing of stuff we believe that may or may not be. Corey, where do we put Bigfoot? 
How, where is he ranking in all this? Is he still even relevant? Yeah, it's funny. You don't hear much about Bigfoot anymore. Um, <laughs> he fell off. See, Bigfoot's but, another one of those things, man. There's the, That has been one of the most... I don't, I don't even know if this is a word. Fuck. The most, possessions over the there, most hoaxed things in history. Yeah. Is the, is the Bigfoot thing. There's been more hoaxes with that than probably anything else other than maybe Ghost. Don't you think, like, people could mistake a bear for Bigfoot? Like, getting that possible? Definitely. But how do we explain the Patterson-Gimlin film? It's a, it's a monkey suit. <laughs> <laughs> They've had scientists trying to recreate the walk with, like, athletes... And like they're like, I can't do it. We just can't do it. Mm. I'm like, what? You're not even trying. Like, come on. This. Well, just... look at it like this, man. Like, taking it a little more seriously. Say, there, there's so much shit in the ocean that is completely, you know, alien to us that we have no idea what yeah, it is, where, where, the weird stuff is, where it even came from. So why can't it be that way in the forest too? I mean, they're all the time discovering shit. So, who knows? Maybe there is a fucking Bigfoot. Maybe how, would you maybe, how do we explain maybe he can't those? camouflage himself? Is he, is, he's not a man, but he's not a monkey. He's not a bear, but he's not, you know, saying he has like all the powers of all three of those things. And he's like eight feet tall. So we would have heard something. Like someone would have bumped into him. There'd be video. There'd have to be something. I mean, not necessarily, man, because you got to realize there's. There's woods out there that people don't step foot in, man. It's the, there's a lot of woods in in the U.S., yeah. especially once you start to get up towards the uh, the Northwest. So, yeah, speaking of of the ocean, I, I know I sent you that picture, Greg, of that angelfish that washed up. That was a creepy looking fucker, wasn't it? Oh yeah, angelfish. Let me look at this. And dude, I I, I saw. Let me see if I can find it. It's this weird, like, squid-looking thing. This thing will scare the shit out of you if I can find the video on it. I actually have another thing I want to talk to you all about, too. It's a... Oh, let's see. see if I can oh, yeah, that. I'm looking at this. What the hell is this? This is weird. Hold on. You want to see this, Greg, or not? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me... I'm trying to look at this video. Go ahead. Pull it up. All right. Anytime today, Lawrence. Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> That's good. Is this it? Yeah, let me find that picture that I sent Greg. Um, it was, it showed its teeth really well. Uh, yeah, this thing yeah. was fucking weird, man. I, I I got one I'm trying to find for y'all too. That okay. Um. Hell, hell. Yeah, there we go. This, this thing right here, this thing is so fucking creepy. 
I'll, I'll load it up after we. Yeah, that thing. What the fuck is that? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, that was nothing like what I showed. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those fucking teeth. That's why, that's, that's why water scares the shit out of me, man. I, I don't like it. It looks like an angler. Uh, not an angler, but like a, um, what's that thing that lights up from Finding Nemo? It says uh, it says on there that those fish swim like 5,000 feet below the the waves, and that uh, the thing in front of its mouth, it dangles it to like lure prey. Oh, I, I got a video. I got a video that for y'all. Me out the most is this little lure thing. Five thousand feet there. I'm gonna share a video to y'all on this. Fuck, I saw this on TikTok the other day, and that's when I saw this thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Uh, I'll, I'll make sure to remember to share the audio this time too. Hopefully, I don't get pulled from YouTube. I got pulled from YouTube, but get another copyright strike. I get one like every episode now. That's because Dustin, Dustin's always fucking making me play some preview for a movie. Yeah, don't be doing that. All right, here we go. Check this out. What the fuck oh, is that? Oh yeah, thing? I've seen that thing, dude. That's like that. They say those things are only at like the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Looks like alien man. Yeah, yeah that's that's what alien. Those are that's what aliens look like. We found them. They're just in the ocean. Video courtesy of Shell Oil Company. That's crazy. Yeah, that. that what if that is true? What if the aliens on Earth were down in the bottom of the ocean? We don't even know what's like. The fuck was I doing? Oh shit! <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking sitting here. Like my YouTube started playing another video after that one. I'm sitting there talking to y'all, and all of a sudden I hear, boom! I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Demonic possessions. Can I can I steer you in a totally different direction? Go for it. So like. Two days ago, it's been 22 years since Owen Hart died. Man, you just have to you have to make me feel old every podcast. Don't you? <laughs> I was watching a, a little clip with Jeff Jarrett. You know, he's got a new podcast, and uh, they were talking about that night. And he was the first. He was in the first match following the fall. So he went out to the ring and he said, like, uh, he walked over to the area where Owen fell and he could feel where, like, when he fell, he broke all the wood under the ring. And those are like fucking thick boards that line that ring. And they were like, it, it, it sunk in right there where he hit. And I had never heard of that. Dude. I think those are like fucking two by eights they use. I mean, how traumatizing did that have to be for people who were <clears throat> in the crowd? Like, you saw somebody die. Like, you saw yeah. somebody just fall to their death. A lot of people said they, they didn't really notice it until he, he finally hit. Like, they saw something in the corner of their eye because they weren't expecting it. Yeah. I don't think. 
no one really had yeah, video or anything. Because they saw him up high, and then he just dropped, so nobody could really keep up. There's a dude, uh, interview with a dude on YouTube. I can't remember what channel it's on, but he was like in the third row on that side of the ring, and they talked to him about it. What happened was like they were playing, which is th- they did the same thing on the the uh, pay per view. You know, they're playing a pre-taped interview with Owen and that's when it happens and he said everyone's really it's dark completely dark in there other than the screen so they're all watching that interview and he said it was like the loudest bang that like hit the ring and they weren't sure what it was and then like I guess the lights came up and he's laying there and first person ran over was Jerry Lawler and uh, like he said his face just turned white so, when he got up there and saw him, so. But apparently, like Owen, like this guy also saw Owen like hit and like the lights came up, I guess, and he like partially tried to sit up. Yeah, that's what I heard. He fell back. Huh. Yeah. When I was a kid, I first heard that story because I was a big fan of Sting at the time, and I remember. My brother's telling me like, yeah, Sting does that thing that, uh, and it was kind of like an urban like myth. You always knew about Owen Hart, the guy who fell trying to do, do coming down with the wire and everything. So it was like a like a kind of a, I don't want to say a legend, but it was a thing you knew about even as a kid. I remember it, so it was scary then. Did you guys see that uh, Dark Side of the Ring about it? Yes, I did. I've seen every. I have. I don't think I've watched the most recent episode. That was that was uh, really good because they actually interview his wife and kids, yeah. which had never happened, I don't think. Um, so, and she showed the fucking the hook or the the latch he was hooked up with. Yeah, it was insane. She still had that. That's that's what like when she showed that's what really showed me how much yeah neglect that. Like, because I remember back in the day, we would like ask, was was it really, was she really justified in suing them? Because can they really be at fault? But you know what, man, when you, I'm, I'm totally on her side. Yeah, days. when you when you see that latch and the lack of making sure that everything was safe before. Yeah, I was, I was just mad at her selfishly back in the past. You know. Yeah. Um, just because, like. Like, I still would love to see him put in the Hall of Fame, but I understand that she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. So, you know. I think it'll probably happen, though. Yeah, I mean, it'll be like her, his son down the road. It'll. I could Get see, like, there. once once Vince is dead, I could see, like, Triple H and Stephanie, like, donating a big amount of money towards his foundation and them doing something like that. Cause triple H has been the guy to get like all the people that they had bad blood with in the past back on board. So I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what they could do. That'd be a shitty move on their part. If they wanted to try to work around it is they could do like some type of like, they, like some type of thing in the hall of fame that they call like a, what, what match number was it on the card? Do you remember? Like the third, maybe. So they could do something like the the match number three memorial based on the events. Yeah. They could do something like that, but that would be probably in poor taste. I, I think it's good that they haven't tried to push that issue. 
I mean, ask you all this, um, now that we're on wrestling, you know, do you think Chris Benoit will ever get into the Hall of Fame or not? Because what he did, no, no, they don't even they don't even mention his name. I think we were lucky enough that now they haven't cut him out of like the network shit. Like his matches are still on there, but um, it's unfortunate because of the career he had. One fucking decision he made on a weekend just ruined his fucking whole career. This is the thing with the Benoit thing, man. Like, was the guy a great performer? Was he entertaining? Such like that? Yes, absolutely he was. But you know what? Regardless of what he did, how much he entertained, the millions that he did entertain, he's a piece of shit who killed his fucking wife and his fucking kids. So that's just what it is. You believe the whole thing with the the head thing, where he uh, took too many bumps in the head? And it made him crazy. I, I, de- I definitely think that contributed to it. I mean, did it contribute to it? Yes, but the fact that he's looking up on the internet ways to fucking get away with it and such like that before that all yeah yeah yeah, i I didn't realize that you're you're not outside your fucking mind if you're looking up stuff on the internet on a how to 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 do what you fucking are doing yeah are you serious i i think he was looking up shit ways to kill himself that was the least painful yeah so but i mean he he was doing that after they were already dead yeah so you, you, you're in your right state of mind if you're looking shit like that up on the internet. I still say it was a fucking... Her death was an accident. You know, they got into a fight or something and he accidentally hurt her real bad or something and then he fucking didn't know what to do. So he just made a poor decision. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I can see that, but, like, the kid, man... I know. No, I, I understand. Like, I think it started with a fucking accident. Is what you, know, I'm saying. you know what really got me on the kid thing and that completely turned me against him in this whole thing is when they talked about like the autopsy of the kid, how his death wasn't a slow one. That, that's, what, that's what really, because I mean, he, he choked him to death slowly. It wasn't like he fucking choked him and like he died instantly. I mean, like he, it took a minute for that kid to die. Like it's, it was a slow death. That's what I heard. I heard something like he was like he was in a wrestling match with his family. Apparently, I don't know. Like he was just. just oh, I mean, weird. you had you had people talking about you know he put, he put the hold on him and killed him with the hold. No, he fucking didn't. He probably just choked the life out of him with his fucking hands. But I bet know. he put him in the hold to like like get control of him though you know what let's pretend we're wrestling you know yeah that's true he's like hey you want daddy to do his his signature move on you oh god man the fact that just creating that scenario just bothers me yeah Yeah. the whole case is crazy but speaking of the hall of fame guys is randy or is uh macho macho man randy savage in or not because i last i heard he was he's in now yeah it's been it just uh just turned 10 years since he died yeah, we've been ten years since that. That's a tragic tragedy story, if there ever was one, right? Yeah. Him, Elizabeth, both of them dead at a at a younger age. I mean, he wasn't as young as she was, but no, but he had seemed to just get his fucking life on track too. You know, he like reunited with his high school sweetheart, 
they got married. He seemed to be like over the whole wrestling bullshit and fucking heart attack drops dead. You know, his are some of my favorite stories to hear wrestlers talk about in the back because they, because <laughs> they, they were talked about how he was so intimidating and he yeah. wasn't like, he wasn't a tall guy. He was actually kind of short for a wrestler. So it's just, you know, he had that demeanor, man, that just intimidated people. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I guess uh, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, fellas. It's getting kind of late, so just uh, want to thank everyone for listening and uh, just Definitely. like and subscribe if you like what you're what you're hearing here. We got some <clears throat> some other podcasts out there too. We got one called Dashing with Greg. This basically follows me and Lawrence along during my DoorDash sessions. By so the way, you, you moved after just uh, YouTube, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm releasing. I'm releasing new episodes about every couple of weeks. I got the first episode up there now. Um, I do still have the Patreon at patreon.com uh, backslash the slacker cast, but what am I paying for on Patreon? Now? <laughs> I mean, if you want to cancel it, go for it, man. No, I was going to, I couldn't no. figure out how to cancel the whole thing. Honestly, I figured what are you paying for the old episodes and a shout out. So thanks to our okay. one Patreon subscriber, Corey. <laughs> And Corey, you also have an event coming up on 29th of May. Yeah, we do. 10 p.m. Central. Uh, S'mores and Doors reincarnation. So uh, tune in to see what that's all about. I definitely feel like getting on that one. That sounds cool. Yeah, you're you're going to be there, right? Is that right? Yes, I want to be there. And uh, okay. what are the shirts, though? You also have the uh, S'mores and Doors? Yeah, s'moresanddoors.com. You can go there and uh, we got a bunch of shirts, including a pretty cool Slacker Cash shirt. So. Oh yeah, yeah Corey right. made that one. Definitely a fan. I don't think I ever got that logo from you, by the way. You'll have to send that to me. I thought it sent it, but all right. <laughs> but uh until next time. Slack off.